0: we are back you are tuned in to the jwj podcast thank you for tuning in it is your boy james washington and i'm here with my dude my best friend my ace mr shane thomas how you doing today buddy to do what it is great day to be alive though (laughs) <laughs> of course. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm loving it. Um we're we're having a blast. Look, we're we're about to wrap up. We're on the last leg of our uh 2022 road trip, I guess you could call it. As you guys know, if you listen to the previous episodes, we are currently in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh we came up to attend the women's basketball hall of fame induction ceremony which just wrapped up a few hours ago if you tuned into espn you might have actually caught some of it i didn't realize it was going to be on espn until i got the alert on my phone while we were at the ceremony so we're gonna just jump in get right to it we're gonna talk about how the day went and just give you guys some of the things that we experienced today and um we we had quite a bit of fun today if we're being completely honest
1: with ourselves wouldn't you say so man oh yeah man it was a blast i mean we we you know it was everything we expected considering you know the fact that we almost died the first day and never even made it over here and you know we made it, we made it to Saturday and yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. It, it worked out as well as it could work out. And we'll tell you why um, at the end of this episode as to, you know, why it went from just being a great time to being something we'll remember forever.
0: Forever for the rest of our lives. When, when I say that this day could not have possibly turned out any better make sure you stay tuned because yeah we're going to make you wait trust me it's worth it it was amazing but we're not going to waste too much time we're going to go ahead and get you guys in get you guys out we want to make sure that number 1 you're entertained but number 2 you're informed so we're going to hit you guys with a lot of quick facts we're going to hit you with our experiences in between and we're we're just going to like i said get in and get out we're going to have some fun with this so we're gonna start right off from this morning. The first event that we attended um, at 11 o'clock this morning, there was an autograph session at the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. So uh, Shane and I got up this morning, you know, we got dressed, headed on out there. And it, it was it was a pretty reasonable sized crowd. I mean, nothing super excessive. Uh, if you compare the two, the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame is not as large as the naismith memorial hall of fame however um i'm sure shane would agree with me that that actually tended to do us a little bit better it 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 helped us to actually soak in a little bit more of what there was to see wouldn't you say so
1: yeah i think it was just a combination of you know there was so many things packed into it you know it was it it was there was so much history wrapped up in a, in, in such a, you know, a nice package that we could just sit and look at and take it all in. But it was also, you know, knowing that, you know, you had a lot of these hall of famers around, you know, that were, you know, signing autographs, things like that. I mean, it, I think it was just a, it was more of just an experience in full, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So, so speaking, speaking of, you know, the, the legends that were there signing autographs as we, as we got to the back of the facility, uh, we noticed that there was a pretty it was a it was a decent line, a pretty long line in the back. But there there was a uh, a circular platform in the back of the venue where a lot of the inductees were actually seated signing autographs. And of course, you're probably saying, "Well, duh, you said it was an autograph session, I know." But getting there and you know expecting it compared to actually seeing it, it, it it's two very different things. So we walk up, we're just checking out the sites and everything. And we, we saw some pretty memorable things. Again, we'll, we'll touch on that. But we we grab, they're actually giving us these, um, I guess, these, these small posters that have some, you know, facts about each of the inductees. And at the bottom, there's this empty, you know, white section of the poster that was meant for collecting autographs. So, we start going around the platform. And the first thing we come to is this organization that we saw called Legends of the Ball. And these ladies were something else. I, just, just in talking to them for maybe five minutes, I learned so many things that I did not know. Um, for one, we talked to them. A lot of them were actually members of the WBL Um, and a lot of you might not be aware of what the WBL is. Um, Shane, you, you want to tackle the WBL or you want me to go ahead with that?
1: I'll go ahead. I think you had the best conversation with him. I thought that was really cool. I just enjoy listening to y'all talking, honestly.
0: All right, no problem. I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. So the WBL, WBL stands for it, they, they actually threw the P out of it, but it's the Women's Professional Basketball League. And this league was, as the name states, a professional hoops league for women that ran for three seasons from 1978 to 1981. And one of the things that we learned while we were there was Um, one, One of the ladies that was involved with this league was actually the one that was responsible for implementing a smaller basketball for women, because if we're going to be honest, if we look at genetics, we look at nature, you know, women's hands do tend to be smaller than men's and it was noticed that a lot of the ladies were, you know, meeting difficulty, the game was different for them playing with a bigger basketball so the women's the women's professional basketball league the wbl actually used a smaller basketball before the world had ever heard of a wnba it, it was it was a, an incredible deal and we actually met like i said some 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 very remarkable ladies that that sat with us and talked with us they were so open so inspiring and they they hit us with so much information one of them I do have to shout out South Georgia because one of the ladies that was there, come to find out, um, has actually spent some time coaching at, um, at I know she said Doherty High School. Uh, anybody that's in South Georgia knows about Doherty. Um, I, I want to shout out my brother-in-laws because both of them actually attended Westover in in Albany. So I know they're familiar with Doherty. But um, uh, this lady, I want to say her name was Charlene Jackson. She She actually spent some time uh, playing in the WBL, and now she's a huge advocate for you know women's hoops and just equal rights. Title IX. She she was very outspoken, very willing to help us. And and Shane, I, I know you can agree with me. Though the ladies were just very very eye opening with the information that they were giving us, and just the enthusiasm that they were hitting us with this morning.
1: Yeah, you could you could just feel the passion in their voices when they were telling us about you know, these things. And I mean, it wasn't like there was this long conversation, but, you know, just in the tidbits they were giving us and uh, the information they wanted to give us, they were, you could, you could feel the passion, um, just the entire thing. I mean, as soon as you walk in there, it's just different. You know, you can feel a certain, I don't know, it's it's like, you can just feel the the level of how much this means to people when you walk in. And, Um, And to just talking with them, just just, you know, it's no different. They were they were, uh, like you said, eye opening, super inspiring about um, just, you know, what they did and and their importance and pioneering that league. And even though it wasn't there for a long time, as we saw, like in some of the exhibits at the Hall of Fame, um, you know, those were you know, that's still a very important part very crucial part of, you know, women's basketball history in in our country.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that was the first table that we saw. And I mean, we, we were already blown away by the time we got there, because like I said, that was in the back of the building. We had walked through and already seen so many different things. I mean, you know, just you think legends of the game and it's similar, similar to the Naismith hall of fame. You have, you know, a pair of, Lisa Leslie's shoes, you know, hanging up. You have Sue Bird's high school jersey from Christ the King in New York. You know, it, it's all of these things that, you know, you know about these women if you follow the game, but just seeing this memorabilia just meant so much. So we talked to uh the reps of the WBL, uh the the ladies that represented legends of the ball and you know, we make our way around the back and eventually we get to the list of the people that are being enshrined. And, you know, we, this was where things, I believe, you know, really, really started to get real for us because we had seen the names on paper. We had seen the photos, but at at this moment, these people are standing within five, 10 feet of us. Well, oh rather sitting because it's an autograph session. They're chilling at tables, you know, we're walking around. So we see, you know, some of these, Hall of Famers. And like I said, we'll, we'll get into them a little bit more, but just people like, you know, cookie Baron, Paul Sandiford, Debbie Antonelli, who, who is huge on both Shane and my, on my radar. And we'll, like I said, we'll touch on that more. Uh, Becky Hammond actually wasn't able to attend um, because if you know, if you, again, if you follow the game, you follow Becky Hammond, you know that she is currently the head coach in the WNBA of the Las Vegas Aces. And her team had a game tonight in Los Angeles at Crypto.com Arena. You guys make sure to record that because I don't like saying that. I grew up on the Staples Center era, and that's what I want to keep calling it. I don't like the Crypto.com name, and I'm taking that to the grave. But anyway, uh, there was a game in Los Angeles against the Sparks, which the Aces won.
1: Uh, Shane, you got, you got the numbers on that over there. Yeah, so the the aces basically trampled the sparks today, unfortunately, uh, for L.A. fans. It was eighty nine seventy two. Asia Wilson had thirty five points, eleven rebounds. Uh, and, and Becky Hammond, you know, picked up another win. Um, they they are red hot to start this year and they, they're off to a to a you know phenomenal start. And Becky Hammond is a big reason why. And, um, you know, they we 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 wish that we could have met her. Uh, we were definitely looking forward to that. But, you know, knowing that she had a game, uh, you know, we understand. So, yeah, the the Aces went out and handled business in L.A. And um, <clears throat> I'm sure she'll be, you know, she'll be happy to uh, accept her Hall of Fame induction, you know, knowing that, you know, she didn't have to leave and they ended up winning. So uh, kudos to Becky Hammond for that. Congratulations for that and, and her and her induction uh, here on Saturday.
0: Yes, sir. and I mean just just being so excited about possibly meeting Becky Hammond, of course we had looked at the schedule and we both knew it was a possibility that she wouldn't be there. but I wasn't taking the chance. I still went up there rocking my Las Vegas Aces t-shirt. I, I was still gonna be like, hey, if she's here, let me make sure that I'm showing my support. Let, let me just show the fandom, you know but we like I said, we didn't get to meet her, but we did get to you know meet some absolute legends. We, we got to meet, like I said, uh coach paul sandiford we got to meet uh coach bob schneider uh cookie baron debbie Antonelli. uh we met coach doug bruno again we'll we'll touch on a little bit more about what makes these people so special uh here coming up uh we met delisha milton jones we met penny taylor and penny gave us some very very impactful moments over the day like i said we're we're gonna talk about those uh once we get to the actual ceremony but um once once we you know completed the autograph session, um we, as you guys know, if you listen to episode two, uh we we were up pretty late <laughs> getting getting episode two completed because we didn't even start on it until maybe about an hour after the game actually ended last night. so we we had to get our notes together, get everything right, you know, get the episode uploaded and all of that. We finally got to sleep, so. Once the autograph session was over, uh, we were both in agreement. We're like, yo, we're, we're going back to the spot. We're going to get some rest. We got to get a quick nap in before we actually go to the ceremony. So we come back, we're, we're hanging out, and, you know, we get up, we get dressed. Uh, the, the, the actual induction ceremony uh, started at around 6 o'clock. So we get dressed, we get up, we get out, we get ready. And again, as nature would have it, the GPS wants to play with us again. So we, we put in the directions to the Tennessee Theater, which is maybe about, I'll say no more than like a mile from the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. However, it's, there. there's very narrow streets in that area of town and there's a lot of parking garages. So we put in the directions for the Tennessee Theater, And it took us directly to a parking garage. So we park in the parking garage and we get out, we're ready. And we're like, okay, now we're looking for the Tennessee theater. We're on foot. And the GPS, because we're in this covered garage is like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know who you are. And I don't know where I am. So we're sitting here stuck. We're struggling. So we run out of the garage. We're like, maybe if we get in the open, we'll find it. So eventually, we get we, we get out in the open. We get to where we need to be. We finally get into the theater, maybe at about 6, 15, and everything was fine and good. We didn't miss any of the inductees, but we did end up missing something that we are both very upset about. Shane, what
1: did we miss? We missed probably what the biggest thing that we never knew was even happening so as you know we're us being in in Knox County the mayor of Knox County is none other than Glenn Jacobs also known as Kane the big red machine uh, from you know from WWF WWE so us being huge wrestling fans we saw that he was the, the person what what he gave the uh, he gave like the opening, uh, thing for the for the Hall of Fame and we got there and we're thinking okay well wait he spoke we missed Kane like how do how, how do we how do we show up in Knox County we're at the Hall of Fame and we miss out on
0: Kane and we had been talking about that man from the time we drove up 75 and arrived in Knox County it was non-stop
1: yeah and it's just like like I'm thinking, okay, immediately I was going back to the hot car when we came up. Like, I'm I'm thinking, okay, are we about to blow this again? We we missed like half of it. Did we we miss like the most important parts? Like, so the whole time we're kind of scanning the crowd. I'm like, if if some seven foot dude stands up during this clapping, that's gotta be Kate. And it wasn't. Uh, I think he probably just gave the speech and bounced out. But uh, yeah, we were upset that we missed him. And, uh, you know, but... Uh, luckily it wasn't the complete hot car moment and you know it was it was only just getting good from that point actually
0: and 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 to be fair uh i think now that we're coming up on the end of this trip it's very easy for us to say yeah that that nothing nothing about this trip is going to be worse than the hot car moment um I, i don't know if we if we brought it up in in the last episode but as crazy as the instrument panel was acting on the way up, suddenly it's wanting to act normal now. I mean, of course, I'm still going to look into that and get that replaced because I'm not trying to take chances. Anybody that lives in the South, you know, it it's almost the end of June. We're, we're coming up on mid, you know, late June. You don't want to mess around and take chances with air conditioning. So so nobody nobody's about to mess with that.
1: Hey, you don't want to play with your life like that, man. You don't want to play like that. You really don't, <laughs> you know. It, it it gets hot, man. Uh, you know, 90, 90 degrees, about ninety eight. Hell, on the heat index, all that humidity, man. I don't think you want to play with your life like that.
0: <laughs> what they say, look, it gets so hot in the south, you mess around and see Satan at the stop sign. You 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 don't want to you don't want to mess with that. So so we're we're definitely going to get that taken care of. But I mean, the rest of the trip has been amazing. So we we get to the we get to the actual induction ceremony, and I mean. It, it was, like I said, for what it was worth, a very intimate event. I mean, it, it was very heartfelt. The speeches that we heard were amazing, very inspiring. I mean um, we like I said, we talked about you know coach Bob Schneider, um, coach uh, Alice Cookie Baron, uh, Paul Sanderford. Paul, funny thing, ju- just to fast forward really quick. after after the Hall of Fame ceremony, the actual enshrinement, um, they had, you know, a little after party uh, over back at the Hall of Fame. So we left the Tennessee Theater, and went back to the Hall of Fame. And uh, Shane and I were just standing over, you know, we're just kind of checking out the venue again. And just such an awesome moment. Um, Coach Sanderford actually came back up and started talking to us. Like we were just standing there and he made it a point to come and engage in conversation with us. And I think that's one thing that I really really enjoyed about this experience at the hall of fame is not only did we get to catch an actual enshrinement but just seeing you know a lot of times when you think about celebrities or you think about these major players major figures you 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 often get in your mind that they might be too big for you know quote unquote outsiders or you know people that just aren't necessarily on their level but we didn't see any of that this weekend, every single person that we ran into was just so genuine and so kind and so willing to give you the time of day.
1: Yeah, and it, and that, that was the biggest thing. I mean, uh, kudos to all the people that, you know, we've, we've run into and talked to while we've been here. I mean, just this whole experience since we've been here, you know, people have been very accommodating. People have been very warm to us and, and treated us really well. Um, the hall of famers were, were phenomenal. I mean, it was, you know, coach Sanderford coming up to us. I mean, we're just, we're just standing there, you know, just hanging out and he comes over and, you know, he probably talks to us for what, five minutes and, you know, just, just really nice guy, really humble guy. And, Um, just everybody treated us really well but I thought that was pretty cool I mean a lot of people asked us like what we were doing there and I think a lot of them were kind of refreshed that we we made it a point to come here just because we're fans not because we're you know we had family or things like that Um, a lot of people you know were excited to talk to us when we just said you know we're just we're just super fans and wanted to come here and and take this in for ourselves so uh, you know shout out to coach Sandiford for for you know being so open and uh, all of them actually for being so open and, and wanting to talk to us and being really warm and, and accommodating. And nobody was, you know, everybody was really cool, man. Everybody.
0: Yeah, it definitely. It, it it was super awesome. And, and just like you said, um, we, it, it was, it was surprising how many people, you know, they approached us and they just immediately su- assumed that the reason that we were there was because we had a family member being enshrined. And as soon as we told them, we were like, no, we're just basketball fans. We just love the game. So we made the trip. You know, they were like, oh, that's awesome. That That's so sweet and that's so cool and this and that. And then they're like, so where are you guys from? And we told them, you know, we're from Georgia. They looked surprised. They were like, you guys drove here all the way from Georgia, you know? of course, Shane had to make a longer drive than I did. You know, Shane had to drive about four hours to get to where I was. And then I picked up and drove the other three and a half, but to us as fans of the game, that wasn't much of a drive. We were going to do something based on the sport that we love. I mean, this is just something that we truly enjoy. And it, it was, it was inspiring. It was heartwarming, but, I kind of touched on it on the last episode to me honestly it it almost hurt a little bit because it was almost like even the family members of the enshrinees were surprised that there were people that wanted to come simply for support and that that's kind of what I was getting at on the last episode is there there's so many times where it's always about oh you know that the, the, the WNBA doesn't do this or the women don't do this like the men do. And I'm like, at the end of the day, why does that matter? They're, they're playing the same game that the men play and they love it the same way. So they deserve the same support. And, and Shane, I'm sure you agree with me. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's, we talk about it all the time. It's more than a game. It's the love of the game. And that's what brought us here.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I think it in it in I think us being there kind of endeared us to a lot of them just because you know the, it, I think their passion like I mentioned earlier you can feel their passion when you speak to them any anybody that's a fan of basketball in this area especially the people that we ran into at the Hall of Fame like they care about this they wouldn't be there if they didn't care and I think meeting people or having to meet us and understand that we care about it and we wanted to be there and take it all in and enjoy it like just in terms of where we are in sports society when it comes to women's basketball like it takes that level of education and understanding it and and caring about it like you know We've talked about this in, in personal conversations in the past. Like if, if I'm, if I'm getting ready to teach my daughter how to play basketball, I'm not about to, you know, show her the LeBron James tape. I'm not about to show her the Vince Carter putting the arm in the rim. Now, it'd be nice if she could do that, but I'm not going to push that obviously, but you know, like women play the most, the most pure form of our sport that we love. It's not about how high you jump or anything like that. If you, wanted, if you want to learn the fundamentals and how to play the game the right way, watching women's basketball is probably the easiest way to do that. And I think, you know, as far as women's basketball has come and, and we've seen everything that we saw at the Hall of Fame and, and, and these great players and great coaches, there's still so much room for improvement. There's still so much more that the sport could gain from all this and it's just you know it starts with having more people that that care about the game and 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 they're willing to give it their time i think we're we're only scratching the surface of how how important and how how visible women's basketball can be uh in our country and, and in our society i think i think we're we're starting to see that start to turn the other way and there's still so much more to be done so I'm glad that we were able to talk to these people and feel the passion that they have for it and also be able to share in that passion and, and wanting to see the success of the sport and seeing how far it's gone.
0: Yeah. And, and just going back off of what you said about, you know, the, the women's game is the, is, I agree with you. It, it is the purest form of the sport. And it, it's funny because, we, we didn't actually talk about it while we were there, but I feel like I have to point it out and I'm sure you saw it too, because we think so much alike, but when we went to the Naismith hall of fame, you know, on the bottom floor, they had the court with, you know, the peach baskets and everything, and you could shoot around and do all of that. And, um, a big difference with the women's hall of fame is I'm sure you noticed it just like I did on one side of the court. They have, um, you know, wooden, you know, wooden stanchions against the wall where you can practice behind-the-back passes and chest passes and this and that. And then on the opposite side of the floor, sure enough, there's there's baskets in the middle for jumpers and free throws and this and that. But on the other side of the floor, against the wall, they actually had a dribbling like an obstacle course. So that wasn't something you saw at the Naismith Hall of Fame. At the Women's Hall of Fame, they're even showing you there because. Uh, Another big thing, while we were there, most of the volunteers for the event today were young teenage AAU female basketball players. There were young women there that are already involved in the game being exposed to this life-changing event. And on the bottom floor, it's not just about jumpers. It's not just about putting the ball in the basket. It's about doing what else is necessary on the court. It's about making the right pass. It's about protecting the ball. It's about how you handle the ball. And that, that is so important. Just, just like you said, Shane, I mean, the fundamentals cannot be ignored. And just walking that bottom floor of the Women's Hall of Fame, you saw that in full strength.
1: And, and, and let that be a lesson to, to all of our young hoopers, male, female, whatever. No matter how physically gifted you are, eventually someday you could have something happen. You may have an injury that slows you down or you can't jump as high. Let, your, let, let this be a lesson that your physical tools are one thing. Your physical gifts are one thing, but you cannot cut corners. You have to, you have to master the fundamentals to, to you know, reach other levels that you get to. Look at Steph Curry. He's the greatest shooter of all time because he works on it every single day. And he's also one of the greatest ball handlers we've ever seen because he works on his ball handling every single day, you know, and, and that, that's important. And I think that aspect of the game, I really think if people kind of open their eyes to it and, and, and kind of embrace it, I think they'll understand that, you know, these people put a lot of work, these ladies put a lot of work into their craft to be able to perform at the highest level of the sport. And, and, you know, I think that that's I think that's a big kind of learning curve that we have to look at because I mean, just looking at how the game is played now on the men's level, it's a lot more European. I mean, look I mean, look at the last what the last couple MVPs have been. You know what? The last four really, right? I mean, Giannis went two times, Jokic went two times. You have European MVPs. If you had told somebody in 1990 that we would have four straight MVPs be from Greece and Serbia they would lose their minds and if we're being honest I mean you bring up Giannis you bring
0: up you know you bring up Jokic and I gotta shout out your boy right now because early in the season I mean even Luka was in that talk so I mean it's it's very widespread I totally agree with you you know the the European form of the game the European style of
1: play is
0: making its way over and I think it's a beautiful thing
1: absolutely and and that that kind of twist that we're seeing where, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where you're looking at, uh, how the game is evolving. And that's a big part of what we're talking about. As far as women's basketball, a lot of this is evolution. A lot of it is, um, you know, different, different ideas kind of coming into the game. And, um, you know, we, we're just kind of, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to see that. And it's awesome to, to see the growth of the game. Uh, If you look at the women's game, we're, we're having more uh, we're having, we're, we're seeing scoring go up. We're seeing more talented players overall. I mean, look at Asia Wilson, what 35 and 11. I mean, you know, we, you know, we, we've met Sue bird, the arguably the greatest, you know, women's point guard of all time. So, I mean, seeing, seeing a lot of these players still hang on and still be super productive is cool. Seeing the game, take on a more fundamental, more versatile style from top to bottom, even in the women's game, you're starting to see it. I mean, look at Liz Cambay, she's six eight and she's shooting threes. If you had looked at that 10 years ago, there weren't a whole lot of, you know, taller girls centers that would step out and and shoot threes. So the the evolution of the game is being seen both on the men's side and the women's side. And I think is as long as we embrace that evolution And embrace that grasp of the fundamentals and and seeing the purity of the game, both from the women's standpoint and the men's standpoint. I think basketball is going in a really, really good direction uh, on on both sides, for sure.
0: It's a beautiful game at at, at the end of the day it is. It's a beautiful game and it deserves the same attention no matter who is playing it. I think, I think we can all agree on that aspect. Male, female, it does not matter. It is a beautiful game. And the women deserve the same respect as the men do because everyone thinks that because of a difference in gender, the game is going to be different. And to an extent you're right, but that doesn't mean that the game itself suffers. It's still a beautiful game, no matter who is playing it. And I think that that's what we both try to get across to anybody that we discuss hoops with on a regular basis is just, if it's NBA, if it's WNBA, it doesn't matter. It's basketball. And it is a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. Um, And, and a lot of, a lot of the inductees tonight during their speeches, they touched on that. They, they talked about just how impactful Everyone has been in their lives and, and how their lives have been shaped by, you know, by mentors, both male and female, simply simply because of a love of the game. Um, we we mentioned some of the inductees. I want to specifically mention. Um, and, and I think we're kind of both in agreement here. Uh, there, there were three speeches in particular that just really, really stuck with us. Uh the first one I want to talk about who ironically was actually the one that rounded out the night um was coach Doug Bruno. Um coach Bruno was he he if you don't know him coach Bruno coaches at uh DePaul in the Big East. Um he has won what coach of the year in the Big East I think what three times, four times, something like that. Um but he his speech, he comes up, and you know, of course, everybody had you know the the mainstays in your speeches. It's always good to hear inductees, you know, credit their religion. Everybody, you know, thanked God for getting to where they were. Everybody wanted to stick with family, and one thing that I really loved about uh, Coach Bruno's speech, and and Shane, I'll let you touch on it, you know, uh, right after, but. I think my favorite thing about coach Bruno's speech was, I believe, I believe they also said he's won what six gold medals as, as a, as a USA basketball coach as well. And he said something that I think will stick with anybody that really appreciates this game. He said, whenever someone comes up to me and they tried to give me respect for winning six gold medals. The first thing that I tell them is I didn't win anything. I just happened to be the head coach when these ladies won six gold medals. So that comment alone, as a man coaching a woman's sport, that's what we need to see. That's the kind of respect that needs to be given to the players. He he didn't want any of the credit. And I know we hear that from a lot of coaches all the time. But the way that our world is shaped right now, and the way that things are going, I mean, to hear a male coach say that about his female players, it means a lot. And you could tell just listening to his speech that he meant that with his whole heart.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, he was he was also you know not only was he was he you know super you know not only was he really cool to listen to, it was the humility of it all. I mean, I think he said what uh, in his coaching career. You know he's he's won all these games and he's like they're about to put me in the hall of fame but then i think about where i am here and i look at gino oriema and i look at the great pat summit and he said i'm about to go in the hall of fame i never beat them he's like I went. yes <laughs> basically if you took my my record against pat summit and gino it was oh and 40 combined and y'all are about to put me in the hall of fame i thought that was really cool um but, you know, coach Bruno, he's, he's, he's done a lot. Um, you know, he, like he coaches at DePaul, he's got 798 wins. And, you know, he, you like you mentioned the six gold medals, you know, coaching team USA, um, a guy that, you know, has every reason to toot his own horn if he wanted to. And I, I like the humility of it. Um, I've talked to, I've talked to plenty of coaches just in my own career. And uh, it's always cool when, when, you know, they can talk about, you know, the kids they helped along the way. And uh, a lot of coaches will tell you, you know, I, I never, I never grabbed a rebound. I never scored a point. Uh, it's all about if I won 600, if, if, yeah, they'll, they'll credit me with 600 wins or whatever, how many wins it is. Um, but, you know, it, and we talked about it with coach Sanderford as well. He'd said, you know, a coach is only as good as their players, you know, and a lot of times they get they get charged with, you know, you know, turning, turning chicken, you know what, into into chicken salad. Um, and you got to have players and the coach is only as good as those players.
0: And, and just to throw it in on Sandiford, you're absolutely right. I, I also wanted to point out Sanderford incredibly humble because it's worth mentioning that he spent 25 years as a collegiate head coach. And over those 25 years, this man had almost a 71% win record. He went 453 and 189. So that's 453 wins against 189 losses. He went to the final four with his team three times and also led his team, Western Kentucky, to 12 NCAA tournament appearances over that time. So when you think of that success it, it's always so comforting so relieving to deal with a coach that understands that it doesn't come from it doesn't come from them it it comes from what it is you know it comes from the players it comes from who it is that they are actually working with and and i can't remember shane maybe you do which coach said it tonight um but another very memorable line tonight one of the, one of the inductees made it a point to say i don't coach basketball I coach young women and it it, that to me is tremendous because one of the things that I always tend to you know if I ever see something inspiring on you know online that involves sports I love to repost things with the hashtag of more than a game because that at the end of the day that's all that basketball is that that we're just here for you know we're just here for 48 minutes to have some fun we're, we're here to go out here and compete, do what we do. But at the end of the day, you can learn life lessons from this. You can learn responsibility, accountability. You can learn dependability, um, teamwork, camaraderie, being able to be there for someone. So to hear these coaches that fully understand it is not about me, that that's just something that is awesome to hear. And we got to hear that firsthand on multiple occasions tonight.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, just just kind of, you know, going from from one inductee to another. I mean, we go from from Doug Bruno, a super successful coach. And then we go to Debbie Antonelli, who's somebody that is, you know, she's been around the game forever. I mean, she's she's a recognizable face when you talk about commentary, when you talk about, you know, being an analyst and things like that. Um, you know, she's what she's going into her 34th year doing this in media i mean she's she's won two emmys um you know she's she's won the gracie award for her work in in broadcasting basketball i mean she's done a lot of things and um you know as a player she talked about you know coming up how she was so she was just so competitive everybody in her family was so competitive and that fire and 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 that you know that that passion for what they do talking about there wasn't a gym in the, in the city they lived in, that they didn't have the key to and they never got busted sneaking into a gym just to get extra work. So, um, you know, I, I think she talked about how there are certain people that don't like her. I thought that was interesting um, because as, as a person that's a media member that works in it, we get, we get a lot of kind of unfair things said to us, or we get treated a certain way. And I understand it in a way because media is follow me on this media is, is basically customer service because what we do directly kind of serves the community. So it's, it's like, we work in a customer service kind of, you know, you're doing this for me kind of deal. And a lot of people kind of lose sight of that. And when a lot of times we make enemies with the stuff we say, I
0: totally Um, agree with that.
1: And, and I think, um, you know, and, and she talks about just how rewarding her career has been and, and all the things she's been able to do and, and how it's impacted her life positively and her family and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I thought her speech was, was really, really good. I think she might have been the first speech, actually. And uh, I really, really yeah. enjoyed her.
0: Yeah, she, she was first. And I actually thought for a while they were going in alphabetical order but then they totally threw me off when coach Bruno was last. But I I think that, I think that up, I think with the exception of him, it was all in order. Um, But I think that the two easily, the two that meant the most to me, I mean, I know, uh, of course, Antonelli hit us, you know, that some of the, some of the stuff that she had to say, you know, we, we've definitely been through it. I know you more so lately than me. Um, But I think that the two speeches that probably hit me the hardest tonight, first off, we we, we have to go, we, we have to talk about former Spark, uh, Delisha Milton-Jones, one one of the most humble individuals that I think I have ever met in my life. Um, and yes, I do have to say that we've met because, yeah, I'm going to brag. We, we got to talk to her and, and interact with her on multiple occasions today. So yes, I'm bragging. Um, if she ever hears this shout out to Delisha, you know, if you, you were a heck of a player, but you're an even better person. You heard it here first. Um, so uh, dealing with Delisha, I mean, the things that she has on her resume, she's a two-time gold medalist in the Olympics um, two-time WNBA champion with the LA Sparks. She won back-to-back rings in 2001 and 2002. And she, you, you wouldn't know any of this if you cross her in the street and, and met her face to face. Her her speech today, she, she just gave us so many things from a human standpoint. And I think what I really loved about her presentation, about her speech tonight was of course, having, having the journalism background, she took the time to frame her speech as if it was, she said a movie script and, and she said that um her script was being written by the greatest script writer ever god so so she makes it a point to again you know credit her faith credit her religion which i always respect i always have appreciation for but she gave us so many tidbits about her life that you never would have known if you don't dig deeply and the The one that hit me the hardest, and, and again, I, I feel like I feel like Shane, you'll probably agree with me here. the The one that hit me the hardest, uh, she said that when she was eleven years old, she actually she said she drowned, literally drowned. She said she was at the pool, she hit her head on the side of the pool, fell into the water, and actually went into a seizure while she was in the water. And she credited, I hate right now that I cannot remember that lifeguard's name. I feel horrible right now.
1: I think it was Michelle Wiggins. I believe that was the name.
0: Oh, see, see my shooter on the wing over here. I like Michelle Wiggins. And now that you say that, I think you're absolutely right. Um, she, cre- she took the time to credit Michelle Wiggins, the lifeguard that noticed her in the pool at the bottom of the pool and saved her life. So. This woman would not have been, she said, 36 years has passed since that moment. And she made it a point to recognize something that had nothing to do with her basketball career. She made it a point to mention something from her personal life and gave that full credit to let this woman know, to let Miss Wiggins know that if it was not for her, this chapter would have never been written. She, it, it was funny because earlier in the day, during the autograph signing, uh, we noticed that there was there were these people walking around. They all had on matching white t shirts with these funny, you know, logos on the front, and we could never get close enough to see what was on the shirt. But we found out later, the family actually had shirts made for Delicia Milton Jones. They all had a, a crest on their chest that said DMJ, and they were all rocking the same shirt they were all at the at the induction ceremony and she made it a point to call them out and when i tell you the place erupted to the point to where you thought it was everybody no it was her family it was just her family that was showing her so much love it was incredible it was such an awesome moment
1: yeah man and and, and that was one moment i think when she when she mentioned her her nearly her nearly dying you know having a seizure and being at the bottom of that swimming pool like i think everybody just kind of you could almost feel the air be sucked out of the building for a second because everybody's just like whoa and a lot of people it's almost become kind of cliche at this point when people are accepting things or things like that the first thing they say is i'm not supposed to be here and just looking at her body of work, what she's been able to accomplish. I think she's the, I think right now, what she's the, she's the currently the head coach at old dominion. And you think about all the things she played 17 years in the WNBA, but at 11, she could have lost her life. Think about all the opportunities that she's been able to, to take advantage of because somebody saw that she was in trouble and they breathed, literally breathed new life into her and, and brought her back from a very precarious situation. Um, I thought that was, it was riveting. And just seeing, just getting a chance to meet her and talk to her. I mean, what a, what a beautiful soul that Delicia Milton-Jones is. I mean, her, her, her personality is infectious. She was, she was super uh, nice to us. I think well, we had multiple pictures with her. Um, we had a chance to just talk to her and she you know she just awesome personality and um you know even though it was only like for for split seconds she's already like one of my favorite people (laughs) like already one of my favorite people I've ever met and she's 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 awesome and um you know just uh you know I'm just glad that we had a chance to meet her and hear that story because uh, a lot of us think that it's 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 ready made and that it's it's here and they didn't have to go through anything. It, it, you know, yeah, they had to work hard, but you know, all the stories tend to sound the same, but it's because a lot of that work is the same. You have to put in a lot of the work and a lot of times it takes luck. It takes good fortune. And luckily uh, you know, we're, we're lucky that we had a chance to meet Delicia Milton Jones and hear her story and, and be grateful that not only is she still here, but she can continue to shine her light on the world and inspire people as well
0: absolutely i i I don't think i could have said it any better myself man it's just 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 meeting her was definitely a bright light on the day i mean she she just has such a humble spirit just just and and such a friendly persona she from the time we walked up it was funny because during the autograph signing that morning we handed our posters over and the first thing she did was she thanked us for being there and 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 I think we both almost in unison looked at her and we're like, no, thank you. Like we we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for admiration and following the careers of women like you. It it we're you're not here for us. We're here for you. You've earned this moment. So we we wanted to make sure also that we showed our appreciation and 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 I, I think that we both did a very good job of that today. We we both made it very clear that. You know, we it today is the day to celebrate you like this is all about you. So you don't need to thank us for anything because we would you know you there's reasons that you say you wouldn't be here. We probably wouldn't be at this Women's Basketball Hall of Fame if it wasn't for people like you, if it wasn't for careers of women like you, we wouldn't have had inspiration to even want to be here like we followed your career. We're fans. Uh, the the tail end of Delicia's career actually was spent with the Atlanta dream. So, I mean, we, we've been watching her for, we watched her for almost 20 years. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it's comforting to see that, you know, stardom doesn't corrupt and she took all of hers with incredible humility. And, and just like Shane said, I totally agree. Just, I was already, you know, at least keeping an eye, I wouldn't go as far as to say I was a huge fan. Cause I honestly, I mean, I watched her, but it wasn't, you know, just a super following, but after today, Oh, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan, especially when you can meet somebody that's talented on the court
1: and they're so humble off of it. And, and, and the last thing that I I'll point out about Delisha Milton Jones is the overwhelming support and the love between her and her husband. Um, it was pretty cool. She gives her speech, a riveting speech, and, um, you know, everybody's giving her a standing ovation and she gets back to her seat and her and her husband, uh, you know, usually, you, you know, you see it, everybody, you know, you might, you might hug, you may, you may kiss or something like that and then sit down. Well, they have their own personal handshake yeah and they went through and we're going through that and uh you know i just thought that was really cool um and uh you know it, it was it was cool to see that it was cool to 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 know that you could feel the love between them and and she thanked her husband for his support and and his love and in, in their relationship so um just delish milton jones uh if you ever do get a chance to hear this hopefully you do um just know that that you know, meeting you uh, was a positive thing for both me and James, and we're 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 glad and and we're fortunate to have met you today.
0: Absolutely, and and I feel like that's I feel like that's almost the perfect segue into you know the the awesome moment or moments really we got to make it plural that that we experienced in the in the later part of the day um there there's one more speech that we need to talk about and if you've been checking espn you've probably heard some of the key moments from it at this point but um one, one of uh, outside of delicia milton jones what one, one of the most meaningful the most impactful speeches that we heard tonight was from a uh, former member of the phoenix Mer- mercury um Australian international player, uh, the one one of the newest inductees this year, uh, Penny Taylor. Penny Taylor, three time WNBA champion, um, three time WNBA All Star, and she, like I said, Australian born. Uh, she led the Australian team to two silver medals in the Olympics, and her her speech outside of Delicia easily was the one that meant the most to me as well. This one was for a little bit of a different reason. And we, I I do want to make sure that we touch on this for a moment now with, with, with Penny Taylor's, you know, affiliation with the Phoenix Mercury, um, if you haven't been keeping up, I'm sure a lot of you probably have, even if you're not, you know, avid basketball followers, um, before Penny Taylor mentioned anything about herself, about the Hall of Fame, about basketball. Period. She brought up the situation that is going on with Phoenix Mercury member Brittany Griner. Now, for those of you that might not be aware, uh, Brittany Griner has been detained in uh, has been detained in Russia for. Uh, tonight, according to Penny, was actually 114 days. Now, we do know, uh, just, just to kind of skim the surface, we know that the detainment came off of, you know, uh, drug-related issues of finding things on Brittany Griner, this, that, and the other. But now it's turning into what is being looked at as a possible political issue, and, and it's becoming so much bigger than a simple detainment and of course a lot of you know fellow WNBA players and you know coaches owners everybody is trying to fight for a safe return for Brittany to to come back home and that was another thing like I said we go back to the whole like it's more than me it's more than a game I loved the fact that Penny made it a point before she even talked about herself she made it a point to bring up how long Brittany has been away and how important it is that we get her back home safely.
1: And, and, you know, this situation has been, I don't know. It seems like every time I see something on social media about it, you know, a lot of it's, it seems like it's so easy for people to kind of dismiss what's going on. Oh, well she had, she had some type of paraphernalia on her and, and uh, you can't break people's laws in their country, and blah blah blah. Okay, look, we don't know for sure like what all is the situation in terms of what caused the detainment necessarily. We don't know these things. There's people casting aspersions on her character, saying that she's she's a trash person, and this. It's like you don't know these people. It's like think about it, if it's a member of your family, right? And and you know, and, and they have your your cousin, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad detained in a faraway land. There's no way for you to really contact them. You know, you're not really worried about what they did. You would like for them to be home, you know? And, and I think that that's had an impact on everybody in that organization. The, the team hasn't been playing well. There's been a lot of things going on there uh, where they, you know, people are concerned and, you know, with Brittany Griner, I mean, she's, she's a difference maker on that team. And, and, you know, people can say what they want. And a lot of it probably just deals with her appearance and, and a lot of ignorance and things like that being spread about, but, you know, Brittany Griner is still human and there's people that care about her and would like to see her back in the fold and, and back, back, you know, comfortable where everybody knows she's safe. Like there's so much things that there's so many things that can go on, and and she's she's at great risk. I mean this is this is a this is a weird political climate that we're in. There's a there's a war going on with the whole Russia Ukraine war, and she's there, and it's almost being looked at like she's like a political pawn at this point. Like James was touching on, so uh, I think it was super important that that Penny started that out and 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 pointed that out that that you know. Efforts need to be made to try and and get her to safety, and you know I, more people are speaking up about this. There's there's being more more efforts to show solidarity and, and try to try to strike up interest in this case, uh, and hopefully it it ends with with Brittany coming back home and and being able to do what she do what she does for a living, which is play in the WNBA, play professional basketball, and she the only reason she was even in Russia is playing professional basketball, doing what she loves. So, um, you know, I I think her being able to shed light on that and start out with that, you know, it gave way to a phenomenal speech and, uh, you know, James can tell you more about that, but we, we were, we were super moved by that.
0: Now it it, it was a, it was a beautiful speech. I mean, super moving, super emotional. I mean, it, if, if anybody knows me, I can be a, a very emotional person. It, it doesn't take much to move me. Um, I know there's probably a few people listening that are laughing at me right now. All y'all can shut up because we know the truth. I mean, it's whatever, it's okay. But no, it, it, in 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 every sense of it, I mean, her her speech, uh, Penny's speech was probably the most moving of me for the night outside of uh, Delisha Milton Jones. Uh, th- those two were probably... I'm not going to forget those anytime soon. They 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 were both exceptional speeches. And like I said, for the reason that both of those women made it a point to mention that it is so much more than a game for them. It it is their life. It it is their bloodline. This is what they live to do. And they want to make sure you know, both of them in their speeches also mentioned uh, the importance of Title IX, um, you know, which ensures that there's no sort of discrimination or unfair treatment based on, you know, gender and sports as far as, you know, women competing on similar playing fields as males. So it it it, it, it was a very big deal just to hear all of them talk about how important of a moment this was. And. Just going on to Penny, just, just to try to lighten the mood a little bit. I know we kind of got a little uh, <laughs> a, a, a little serious there. Um, just, just to try to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, another another awesome thing that happened today uh, came during Penny Taylor's speech again. V- very funny moment, and and Shane, I know you already know where I'm going with this one. Uh, so of course like you know like everyone else did during their speeches Penny Taylor makes it a point to start thanking you know the organizations that made her she thanks the Opals in Australia she thanks you know uh, Sarver and everybody else you know from the Phoenix Mercury that brought her in and took a chance on her and gave her the opportunity and then she goes on and she says And this was where the crowd erupted because everybody knows as far as her personal life goes. Uh, Penny Taylor says, if it wasn't for, you know, the Phoenix Mercury giving me a chance, I may have never met the love of my life. And if you don't follow, we'll go ahead and fill you in. Like I said, the crowd erupted because if you weren't aware um, Penny Taylor has been in a relationship, is actually married to one of, again, we, we talk about Sue Bird all the time, but if anybody's going to give Sue Bird a run for her money, it is Penny Taylor's wife, who happens to be the starting point guard of the Phoenix Mercury, a Miss Diana Taurasi. So as soon as Penny Taylor mentions Diana, the crowd goes crazy.
1: And then you, then you realize, oh, man, she's actually here. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you realize Diana Taurasi's here. So us as fans, we, we were like, yo, she's actually here. I mean, we, we, we kind of, not to say we knew she would be there, but we, Gino Auriemma was also there. And, I mean, we didn't expect Gino to be there. And you know, for for Penny to point out Diana, and you know everybody realizing she was there, everybody was was pretty hyped about that, and, and thought that was really cool.
0: And 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 what made it even better today? Well, it's you know it's after midnight now for us, but uh, June eleventh, which was you know yeah of course yesterday, the day of the enshrinement ceremony. Not only did Penny Taylor become enshrined in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Penny made it a point to mention to the audience that it was also Diana Taurasi's birthday. So everybody goes nuts on that as well. And what what also helped to lighten the mood was that Penny made one of the funniest jokes of the night. So we're sitting there listening. She seems like, you know, she's super serious and almost you could hear her voice cracking like she was getting seriously emotional. And next thing you know she's standing she's standing at the podium you know thanking diana for everything that she's done for her and she cracks the remark she says she says diana i love you and if you keep working hard keep in mind diana Tarasi is one of the greatest players in wnba in women's basketball history period and she just turned 40 years old happy birthday diana but um she she says diana If you keep working hard, maybe one day you could be standing up here where I am. So we're, we're cracking up because of course the humor behind it, you know, anybody that follows women's basketball, you know, that literally the only thing that's keeping Diana from being in that hall of fame is the fact that she's still an active player. She is amazing on the court. So Penny finishes her speech and while she was thanking Diana, I look over at Shane and I was like, hey, are you noticing her face? And and Shane is like, what are you talking about? And I said, have you noticed that while Penny is talking about Diana, it doesn't look like she's looking at a camera. It looks like she's looking in the audience. So that was when we noticed, like when she goes back to her seat, I kept eyes. I was hawking. I don't care. I'm not afraid to admit it. I was like, don't let me find out Diana Taurasi is in this building right now. So she goes to sit down. And as soon as she sits down, I look just over Penny's shoulder. And there is Diana Taurasi. So I was immediately on edge. I looked at Shane. I was like, hey, Shane, I'm telling you right now, we're not leaving here without a picture with Diana Taurasi. So as soon as soon as the event ended, like I said, Coach Bruno was you know the, was the final enshrinee. So as soon as the event ended, we both stood up and we both start watching. And we noticed that they're starting to head for the exit. So I'm not afraid to admit it. This could possibly be a once in a lifetime thing. So I stand up. I'm like, hey, Shane, they're heading out. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And as soon as we get through the doors, we see Penny Taylor. She actually gets stopped by another group of fans that are asking for a picture. And I was like, Shane, perfect. Here we go. I was like, as soon as I see Diana, it's a wrap. So Diana comes out not too long after Penny does, but she gets stopped by another fan on the other side. And she's taking the picture. Penny finishes. I'm like, look, one is not leaving without the other. So I was like, I got to run some interference. I go over and I tap Penny on the shoulder. I'm like, excuse me, Miss Taylor. (laughs) And mind you, we had just seen her earlier in the day. She even took a picture with us earlier in the day. So I had to think about how I was going to wing it. I was like, hey, I was like, I hope this isn't too much. I know, you know, we we got a picture with you earlier. And I told Shane, I thought it was super dope. Um, As soon as I said, we got a picture with you earlier, she said, oh yeah, I remember you guys. I almost jumped out of my skin. I was like, "That's so awesome!" But yeah, so so I was like, "Would it be too much to ask if it's not too much trouble? Could we possibly get a picture of you and Diana together? You know, could we get a picture with both of you guys?" And it was like no hesitation. Again, back to that that hospitable environment, just the 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 you know, just the personalities of the ladies there. Penny was all for it, and as soon as she said yes, she turned around and she was like, "Babe, come here." And Diana turns around and starts walking that way. I tried not to go crazy. According to Shane, I did a pretty good job. Um, so she comes over and she's like, hey, we're going to get a picture with these guys. And Diana's like, all right, cool. No hesitation. This is one of the greatest basketball players on the planet. And as soon as her wife says, hey, let's get a picture with them, she's just like, okay, let's do it. Yeah,
1: and, I, and the coolest part, like I said, it was, it, was, it was super like chill. It was laid back completely. Like, I was thinking, okay, there's going to be some reticence. You know, people are going to be kind of, you know, eh, should I do this, whatever. And she, she just comes right over takes the picture. And the funniest part about all of it is, you know, me, I've known, I've known James for, for more than 10 years now. And, you know, I'm sure if y'all listened to the first episode, you, you know, about the whole meeting people and freaking out and everything, it was almost about to happen. Just, just, just let the record show that James almost went, oh, God and it almost happened. I'm going to
0: argue, I'm going to argue. I don't know about that. I don't know. We don't have any record.
1: Well, it it'll, it'll be it'll be in my personal record book that James almost freaked out. There was, <laughs> there, was a, there was a mini hop. There was a mini hop of jubilation before <laughs> Tarasi comes over. And then after that it was fine. We we got the picture and both of us being the basketball fans we are, it's Diana Tarasi. So, um it was awesome uh and then you know we go to the after party and you know we leave there obviously we're 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 geeking out heading back to the car cuz we're like man we just met Diana Tarasi. like that's that's dope so then we get to the after party you know we get our food and things like that and it was more it was more of just more accommodation we met uh, someone i think that's related to uh, cookie baron um, yeah
0: it was, it was i think it was cookie's daughters it, it was two of her daughters
1: and and they were they were really nice people. And they came over, you know, just struck up conversation. And we had we had good conversations with them. And, you know, they they seemed interested in in what we do. They were asking questions about us. Again, we had to answer the same question a few times while we were there. Like, hey, what brings you guys here? You got family here? Things like that. And we're just like, no, we're just big fans. And they were like, they were like, well, you know, we never played basketball <laughs> like our mom our mom did this but we we never played basketball at all so um i thought that was really cool but i mean you know the whole thing it was like we we were kind of experiencing everything again i mean we were meeting people and having conversations and things like that and you know eventually you know some of these hall of famers start showing up at the after party and so you know we see we see delicia milton jones come in we see we see Penny Taylor eventually, and then Tarasi shows up and we're like, Oh, she's here again. It was like we just, we just, it was almost like we didn't just meet them. It was like they're here again.
0: The 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 funniest thing about that part of the night. So we we actually, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, we actually didn't even see Penny first. We saw Diana. Di- Diana comes in the front door and 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 you actually pointed it out. You're like, yo, Diana's here. And at that point, look just because i hadn't geeked out the first time in my mind i felt like i was the man i was like oh that's diana that's cool like i'm, I'm trying to play it so cool i'm just like oh yeah that's that's what's up okay yeah she probably hungry because they were serving food there i'm like oh, she probably could grab some food or whatever so I, I was just playing it like it was no big deal but of course in my mind i'm like I low key want to be like, yo, let's go clear one of these tables off downstairs and let's just play to five or something like, let like, like, just, just come on out, let's do it. But, um, so, so we're sitting around and, you know, like I said, we had, you know, we were sitting with, um, we, we were sitting with, with, uh, coach cookies family, you know, with her daughters and everything. And, um, it, it was an awesome experience. And we eventually, you know, Shane and I, we got up and just started walking around the venue a little bit more, just checking out the sites again, And, and we, we sat down, we were almost to the point where we're like, okay, you know, we're probably going to get out of here. And I, I came up with the idea because earlier, earlier in the day, um, we took pictures with some of the, the hall of famers. We, we got a picture with Delisha Milton Jones. We got a picture with coach Bruno. Um, We got a picture with, uh, with Penny Taylor, but, during the autograph signing we were both in you know t-shirt and jeans which you know shout shout out to shane over there you know aka the man the myth the legend but that, that's that's a whole other one there um uh, but um so we like i kind of in my mind i was like i'm gonna use this as an excuse so we saw delicia milton jones again i made it a point i I walked up to her again i was like hey if it's not too much trouble and i kind of i kind of cracked a joke i was like hey You know, I I was kind of you know I was t-shirt and jean in it. I was kind of scrubbing it earlier. I was like, you know, for the actual event, Shane and I both, you know, you know, y'all would call it getting dressed to the nines. You know, we're in slacks and our good shoes and you know our our button downs and ties and you know everything. You know, y'all will see pictures soon. Just, Just make sure you follow us on Instagram at the JWJ Podcast. Ooh, shameless plug. All right, so may make sure you follow that. You'll see them eventually, but. So I used that as an excuse and we both went over there and got pictures with Delisha Milton Jones again. But right before that, I actually challenged Shane to a very interesting dare that worked out very, very well for us. What, 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 what exactly happened with that, Shane?
1: Yeah, so I'm sitting there and James said, all right, I got a dare for you. I will go down to the fan shop. I will buy two of these souvenir basketballs. But, and you know, Tarasi's down there. You know, Diana's down there. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, uh, are, you, are, you, are you getting at what I'm thinking you're getting at?
0: He already was ready to
1: fight. me. <laughs> and I'm like, you're about to do this to me again. Because if y'all remember, the last time we went to a hall of fame, I was the one that had to, you know, ask Sue Bird for the picture in the airport.
0: Hey, we we trade off. Because remember, I asked Mick Foley for the picture first. So I asked Diana for the
1: picture today. Continue. Yeah, so long story short, I got asked, I will get these basketballs on the condition that you go down there and you ask for the autograph. And immediately I'm like, Bro, oh, dude. I mean, we already got the picture. That's good enough. And then he's like, "No, no, no. We can't. We can't do that."
0: Yo, the look on Shane's face was hilarious. He looked at me like he, I ain't gonna lie. He looked at me like he wanted to fight me. He was like,
1: "You doing this again?" Yeah, but then and then after after like the initial like, "Oh, you you're about to make me do this." Then it was like that that big Vince McMahon gulp when Stone Cold comes out. <laughs> and so I'm like, I actually have to I actually have to approach one of the greatest basketball players of all time and ask for an autograph. <laughs> not a situation that I do every day. And so, so I said, okay, I'll do it. And then James goes down to the fan shop and immediately I'm like, I hope she doesn't leave. But then a part of me was like, if she, if she slipped out the door, I'm gonna just act like I didn't see it. (laughs) And so so I'm sitting there, I'm just, I'm just sitting there plotting, I'm I'm plotting what I'm gonna do, but I'm also plotting my escape at the same time. And so, (laughs) So (laughs) so I'm sitting there just waiting. And then I see James come out, come out the fan shop at the you know i'm on the mezzanine at the top james is down on the floor level coming out of the fan shop with this bag and i'm like oh <laughs> here we go it's do or die time now and at the same time we were like okay we gotta i'm sitting there like okay we gotta hurry because she's down there taking pictures but she's also like looking like she's getting ready to leave like she, she started people fourth, starting quarter, to file out.
0: fourth quarter as the, as the miami heat fans would say dos minutos
1: yeah yeah and and it got, it got a little bit tense because we're looking down there and for a minute she left out of view and and we thought, Oh man, she slipped out the door. We're about to miss it. And then James spots her again and goes, Oh, she's still here. She's down there, you know, holding their kid or whatever. So, <laughs> so we, we rushed down there. Uh, this was, this was before we actually got the picture with, with Delicia. And so we ran down there and I'm sitting there just, just waiting. And eventually, you know, time opens up and I just go over and say, Hey Diana, can can I talk to you for a second? Uh, would you mind signing? And she goes, Oh sure, I don't mind. And and she goes ahead and signs signs these basketballs, and then no hesitation at all. And and it was it was so cool because it's like this is Diana Taurasi, and it's like she she couldn't have been more laid back and cool about the whole thing. You needed a picture? Oh cool, I'll take a picture. You want this signed? Cool, I'll sign it. She didn't go. Uh, yeah, that'll be five hundred dollars. Like she didn't do that. Like you know, I've I've been at autograph sessions where people have had to pay, and she she was completely gracious with her time, and and we appreciate that. And we both have souvenirs that we can cherish forever now. So that was that was awesome. I I I almost freaked out. I didn't scream. If anything, I was just gritting my teeth, hoping that you know I don't I don't screw it up or that you know she slips out the door. But I was also a little bit pissed that. James was, he basically cornered me and I had to do this, but you know, it all worked out in the end. Look, I, I was,
0: I wasn't going to do it, but Hey, I was like, I made it a point to get the picture. So I was like, yeah, again, big wrestling fans. I was like, it, it was time for the hot tag. I, I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to make sure I passed it off, but Hey, just, just like Shane said, it it worked out, you know, perfectly. And One, it worked out perfectly because, I mean, of course, you know, we 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 got each other's backs. We we make sure we're there. But even more so, it just speaks to the nature of this trip. I mean, this trip for us was about celebrating the inductees. Diana Taurasi was not one of the inductees; her wife was, and we come up to her, you know, you know, for the photo and then for the autograph, and she did not. And I. and I mean, if you follow the WNBA, if you follow women's, you know, Olympic basketball, Diana Taurasi, I think calling her an assassin is an understatement, like this woman, this woman will get on the court and rip your heart out of your chest, and she'll smile while she's doing it. But if you see her off the court, one of the sweetest individuals I've ever been around in my life. She, she, like I said, you know, we asked for the picture she did not hesitate asked for the autograph she I, I don't even think shane fully had the question out of his mouth before she had her hand out waiting for the sharpie like it 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 was it was almost second nature she did not hesitate like she she understood that there was somebody there that appreciated her and just like that she was like boom i got you it, she didn't even think twice about it
1: yeah and and I think a big part of of just that thing, I mean, we were talking about it walking out. I mean,, like, like there's so much nervousness to go up to this person and and ask them to just scribble on something real quick. And it's like it seems like such a mundane task, but like it's like you also want to be kind of respectful of people's time. like you don't like she was there just kind of to support her wife. You know, she wasn't there for, it wasn't her autograph session. It wasn't her mm-hmm. Hall of Fame induction, uh, which, you know, whenever that day is, hopefully we can make it to that as well. Um, but, you know, it, it was cool that she was so giving over time, uh, but also it's somebody that's also like world famous and it's also somebody that's not, you know, they're, you know, people coming up to them asking for things isn't something that's foreign to them. And the fact that she was so giving over time still, uh, you know we're grateful for that, and we're we're appreciative of her for that because you know now we we have this this kind of piece of basketball royalty. You know we have this this you know this product of that. You know this, we're talking one of the most fierce competitors, one of the greatest winners, one of the most prolific scorers, one of the greatest basketball players walking the face of this earth, and we had a chance to not only get pictures with her we got a chance to get an autograph from her and we got a chance to just you know kind of just be in their presence and that's cool you know as a fan that that that's that's anybody's dream it doesn't matter men's women's basketball doesn't matter and
0: and after we took the picture she made it a point to pat me on the back I don't care I'm bragging it didn't mean a thing I don't care she pat me on the back Diana Taurasi pat me on the back I'm
1: bragging you got you got patted on the back with the same hand that scored what nine thousand three hundred and
0: sixty-seven or eighty-seven
1: <laughs> points. Yeah. And like, I mean that that's that's huge. I mean, we you know, just the same way that we met Mick Foley by chance at the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's the same guy that got thrown off a 20-foot high cage, and the first thing they thought was he was dead. By off. Bog off. And and like you know, like that that same guy that we saw get hurled off that cage was a guy we, we met with his kids and he was he was completely cool the same way. We ran into Sue Bird at the airport and she was the exact same way. Like it was it's cool to just meet people. It's like I think so we we put people kind of on a pedestal a little bit, but it's still cool to you know, just meet those people, understand, yeah, they're human, just like us. It's like, we know that, but we don't know that, you know what I mean? So, um,
0: yeah, it's like, it, it's easy when you only see them on television or online, it's easy to build some sort of mystique around them. And, and it gets to the point, like you said, where they almost don't seem human. And I think that's what I'm enjoying so much about these trips is that when we do run into these people, we get to see that yes they are people they're here having a good time like you're seeing diana tonight playing with her son and and it was the most beautiful thing like she's picking him up and this kid is cradling her and you know it, it you just think about it like i said again we're we're both you know only a year two years in you know into parenthood and just just being able to see them in that aspect it just brings everything back down to earth and you're like yeah they play the game that we love and get to make money playing it and they're world renowned for it but they're still human and just seeing them out of that environment and seeing them get to be just in that environment of being a woman being a parent it was just a beautiful thing to see so all of that just like I said made it it I think that capped off what made a very enjoyable day and, you know, a very enjoyable trip outside of Wednesday, uh, a very enjoyable trip for us.
1: Yeah. And, and um, you know, just, just to, just to kind of transition and piggyback off that the tail end of that, like Wednesday started about as, as long and daunting and frustrating and hot As you could possibly get and then randomly you know once we actually get to knoxville things start to work better uh even though things are still a little bit on the fritz the ac is now working so we've been able to drive around these last few days like you know not sweating and 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 being nasty and everything so um you know thank god for that um but you know, this trip unfortunately is coming to an end in a few hours. We'll really be having to check out and then, and then get back on the road. But um, you know, just, just this whole trip was awesome, and I'm glad that we were able to take it. And you know, now we now we move forward. You know, the reason we came here was to go to the Hall of Fame. We met some great people. We we met arguably the greatest of all time, and and that that's that's awesome but, you know, now, you know, we can turn the page, you know, we, we still have game five coming up with the NBA finals, uh, which is Monday. We wish it was, we wish it was Sunday, but it's Monday. And, um, you know, we, 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 we'll watch that for you guys. We'll be, we'll be watching that. We'll, we'll have our thoughts after uh, game five. Um, If you listen to our uh, game four pod, we taught. We gave our predictions there. Uh, I think. I think both of us went with Golden State in Game Five. So we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm up the ante just a little bit. So, I James, I'm gonna offer it to you. So you say Golden State wins Game Five. I want you to give me. I want. I want you to give me who you think will be, the X factor, and I want you to tell me what the score will be. Ooh. I just got
0: chilly all of a sudden. Um, okay, so I, I definitely, I, I'm sticking to my prediction. Like I said, like I said previously, I first off, I don't think that Boston is going to win another game. I, I'm sticking with my prediction that it will be the Golden State Warriors bringing home uh, trophy number, what is it, seven at this point in their history? Uh, I think they will be bringing home number seven after game six. I think it, it, it's only going to game six. Golden State will win 4-2. As far as game five goes, of course, I have Golden State winning. Oh, man. I'm going to say Golden State is going to win by a score of... (laughs) Look at Shane grabbing his pen. Don't look at me like that.
1: I'm ready to document this.
0: (laughs) Mr. Washington, give me that prediction right now. All right, Golden State is going to win by a score of all right, they're back at home. I'm going to say 112 to I feel like it's going to get ugly. I'm going to say 112-97. I'm going ugly.
1: Cool. Oh man. No. I mean, I I mean, I get that you're a Laker fan and everything. No no faith in in the green, huh? Okay, see, see, the the Laker fan in me gets kind of caught
0: both ways here because, of course, I don't like Boston, but at the same time, I'm not rooting for a team in my division either. So so I, I'm stuck either way. But, I mean, like I said before, I just feel like there's way too much firepower on Golden State's side. And with that being said, I think the X Factor in Game 5 I think we're going to get the opposite of last round and we're not going to get game six clay. We're going to get game five clay. I think that clay, I think that clay is going to be the factor in this, in this game. I think that the way that he picked up in the second half of game four, I think that's going to pick up for him extremely going back home and playing in game five. So again, I'm going to say golden state goes up three, two, uh, Golden State goes up three-two by a score of one twelve ninety-seven, and I think that the X factor in this game is going to be the offensive output of Klay Thompson.
1: Okay, all right, uh, I, I like that. Um, there's a lot that I agree with there. Uh, I, I believe I think just just piggybacking off our last pod, I think I think Clay is kind of due for that. I think he he showed some signs toward the end of. You know, game four, where he started to get that rhythm. He started poorly in that game, two for seven. Then he shoots better. I think he was five for ten in the second half, something like that. And yeah, and really kind of kind of you know provided that offense there. Um, I'm going to go with Golden State. I don't think it's gonna be that ugly. I think I'm gonna say Golden State wins 107. To 102.
0: Mm. I think it's gonna be close. You think it'll be that
1: close? I think it'll be that close. I think it'll it'll be competitive. There's gonna be some push and pull. 107, 102, Golden State. I wanna lean your way with Clay as the X factor. And I think I'll go there. I think Clay is the X factor. He breaks out. We're gonna get some game five clay. And somebody else is going to step up that hasn't yet. Somebody's going to, somebody's going to show up to the party that people have been expecting to be at the party. Draymond, it might be you just saying. No, it won't. All right. But no, I'm going to, okay. On that, I'm going to hit you with
0: another question as well. I want you to answer this one for me. So you're saying it's going to be a golden state win by five. Now, if that's the case, I feel like this has to be asked what or who is going to be the reason on Boston's side that it ends up that way.
1: I think I think we're going to get we're going to get a we're going to get a pretty good game from Jason Taylor. I think we're going to see some improved decision making. I think they've gone back. They're probably going to look at the film and figure out, OK how can we put you in the best possible situation? He talked about making better decisions with the ball himself and just kind of them trying to get back to keeping the ball moving and attacking from different angles.
0: Okay. All right. So, so you think, so, so you think basically that what what's going to be, even though they'll lose, what's going to be somewhat of a saving grace for them will be a better performance from Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think, they were probably missing an efficient performance from him that had he had he made a few more shots and maybe had three fewer turnovers. I think, I think that that's just how close I think Boston was maybe from because they were in that game. He had a bad third, and then suddenly they're they're from they're playing from behind. So I think I think we're gonna get a better game from Tatum to kind of compliment the guys that have been playing well. I think I think Boston will keep it close, but I think Golden State wins in the end.
0: Yeah, turno- turnovers were definitely huge, especially from the hand of Jason Tatum. Uh he had what, 6 I believe in game 4. So that was, that was definitely a big deal. Um I also think on top of the turnovers themselves, it's also going to be a matter of making sure that teams are capitalizing on those turnovers because we did see again that it was still fairly even with that in game four um, as far as points off turnovers. So I, 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 feel you, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I mean, for y'all listeners out there, we will definitely be back. I mean, if y'all are following us now on social media, I mean, I hope you are, if you're not go ahead and get on that again, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, we're on Spotify. You can find us at the J W J Podcast. Again, you can find us also individually. You can find uh myself, James Washington at Title Towns Mayor. That's T I T L E T O W N Z M A Y
1: O R. And Shane, where are they finding you at, bro? they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's a Thomas thing. That's capital I T S a capital T H O M A S capital T H I N G. That's how you can find me on Twitter. It's all lowercase on IG. Um, Ladies, we were super fine at this hall of fame. If you have listened to this point, just know there's (laughs) a little bit of eye candy. Um, You know, I know, I know, I know that, you know, I had, I had to put it out there because we, we were spiffy. We got we got some looks at the Hall of Fame. People were telling about how how, how dope we looked. We had our haircuts and everything. So I mean, you know, I ain't gonna argue. I ain't gonna argue. So you know, be sure to follow us on social media. We have a lot of lot of pictures from the event. Um, you know, just talking about our experience, things like that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And as always, thank you guys for your support. Thank you for uh, everybody that that's subscribed to the podcast already. You can find us on Spotify. you can find us on anchor. And, uh, you know, if you made it this far, thank you again for your support. And as always, thank you for listening to JWJ. We are out. Leave those opinions on
0: game five, guys, and make sure you follow us. Make sure you tune in. Thank you for the love. Good night.